0: Welcome to another episode of Hitting Dirt by Impact Sports. I'm Alex Podry, and once again for this Thursday episode, I'm all alone. Mike will be back with us. This weekend as we conclude our trip around the league with the NFC East and then we'll be turning our focus to playoff scenarios as we get ready for uh, the playoffs, Super Bowl, and then we enter the long dark time that is the NFL offseason and we'll have plenty to talk about as the NFL always has plenty to talk about in terms of free agency, who's on the move, what teams should do, With certain players, and then it'll be primarily draft talk as we approach the end of April. So enjoy football while we have it. It won't be here for too much longer. It's hard to believe that it's already, you know, two weeks left in the regular season and then playoff time. So enjoy it. I know a lot of people give grief for those Jets Jaguars games, but you're going to miss football. So soak it all in. Also, good luck to everyone like myself who is playing for a championship this weekend in fantasy football. Hopefully, y'all have good luck. Hopefully, your star players all avoid COVID, which is getting harder and harder, it seems. Um, So, stay off those COVID reserve lists, and good luck this week. Today, I want to address a story that's been reported in the media that's incorrect. So, earlier this year, Cam Akers uh, tore his Achilles as he was training for the season. Um, the Achilles injury was obviously very serious and he was placed on injured reserve prior to the season now luckily for cam, he's been able to return just five months after his injury which is quite frankly incredible um, so hats off to his training staff and everyone who's got him ready to return however when when it when it was reported that he, Um, was going to return, the media seemed to pick up on this part of the story that the Rams were designating him from IR in order to get him a credited season for benefits. So I don't know if the Rams leaked this information, if an agent gave it to him, or if someone just... Did some digging and didn't understand what they were reading so the narrative became the Rams are doing this out of the goodness of their heart they don't really expect him to return for the regular season um, but maybe they'll have him back for the postseason oh and by the way they're doing this because you know they're looking out for his pension and and whatnot that that's all wrong and I'm going to walk through the different types of credited seasons because there's credited seasons for benefits and pensions and there's a credited season for salary and then since we're talking about it um I will also talk about um accrued seasons and how that relates to free agency. If you are considering taking the NFLPA agent exam this is all extremely important information. And it's information that you should become extremely familiar with because you certainly will be tested on it. And quite frankly, it's extremely important to your players. So since the story was about accredited seasons for benefits, let's start there. So accredited season is for benefits is any season in which a player is on one of the following lists for at least three regular season games or postseason games for that matter those lists are active or inactive so essentially if they're on the roster injured reserve or the physically unable to perform list also known as the pup list important to note that bye weeks do not count so Let's say, for example, you have a player who was on one of those lists for weeks one and weeks two, but then was cut. They would not qualify for a credited season for benefits, okay? And the benefits are important because if once you get to, depending on the benefit, and there's a handful of them, once you get to three or sometimes four credited seasons, You're gonna be eligible for things like pensions and health insurance and annuities and everything else that goes with it. And those are all laid out in the collective bargaining agreement. So it is important to reach a credited season. You'll notice in that list that I just rattled off, injured reserve was included. So the report that Cam Akers was being activated off of IR in order to get him a credited season for benefits is simply incorrect. He he had already qualified for that back in week three, when he was still on injured reserve with the Rams. So I wanted to address that report. It's factually incorrect and something that should have never been reported that way. Going back to credited seasons for benefits, a player will also earn a credited season If he is released injured and paid the equivalent of at least three game checks. So what does this mean? Let's go back to my example. Maybe a player is hurt right at the end of preseason and it's serious, but not serious enough to knock him out for the entire season. Maybe it's a sprained MCL and doctors report they think he'll be out four to six weeks. A team cannot cut a player for injury-related reasons. So they have a couple options. They can either leave them on the active-inactive list. They can place them on IR. Or, well, those are their two options. So they cannot cut an injured player. So every player essentially has an injury guaranteed baked in their contract They cannot be cut because they are solely for the reason because they are injured. So teams will, maybe you have a fringe guy who was fighting for a roster spot and the team wanted to cut him, but he gets injured in that last preseason game. The team will reach out to that player and offer them an injury settlement. Essentially what that injury settlement will say is, okay, we are going to release you. However, we'll make it worth your while and we'll offer you three weeks of pay. In that example, those three weeks of pay would entitle the player to a credited season for benefits. So depending on the length, it has to be at least three game checks worth of money that he is getting for the injury settlement, but it can be an extremely important thing for a player to receive that credited season for benefits. So very important to keep that in mind as not only an agent but a player um, as you're you're going down that road and when you're considering injury settlements and things like that. The NFLPA is very much not a fan of injury settlements. Um, you should always consult with them. Make sure if you're injured for the year, never sign an injury settlement. Um, because you'll be on IR and you'll get paid for the full season and it'll help you out in a lot of different ways. So, mainly being in a crude season, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay, so that is credited seasons for benefits. So, again, I don't know who reported the Ram story or how it got to the media. I can't imagine a lot of reporters are like digging into credited seasons, so I don't know why. That was the focal point, but it was incorrect, and I wanted to address it. So let's look at credited seasons for salary because it is different. So for purposes of calculating a credited season, under this article, and this article is Article 26 of the CBA for those of you following along at home, A player will earn a credited season for each season which he was on or should have been on full pay status for a total of three or more regular season games. But these do not include games for which the player was on the exempt commissioner's list, physically unable to perform list or the pup list as a result of a non-football injury. So this is important. Let's go back to Cam Akers. If he was training, I don't know, CrossFit in some garage gym, wherever he spends his off seasons, and it wasn't part of a team training facility, and he hurt himself, he would have started the season on the pup list due to a non-football injury. He got hurt doing something technically he wasn't supposed to be doing, even if it's training related. Maybe a guy gets in a motorcycle accident. Um, there was a player from the Denver Broncos who got injured training in the off season. This was last year due to COVID. He was training on his own, also got hurt. And because it was a non football injury, the Denver Broncos voided his contract. So, you know, as players are considering their off season workouts, routines, they need to be very careful because if they're unable to perform come training camp time, they fail their physical due to a non-football injury, it can have some pretty severe consequences. Back to the list here. Um, So the reserve pup list due to non-football injury is the second one. Practice squad does not count. Or, this is the important one, a club's injured reserve list. So for credited seasons for salary purposes are important specifically for league minimums. So this is on page 171 of the collective bargaining agreement. There's a chart that outlines every minimum salary. So for 2021, a player with zero credited seasons, the league minimum is $660,000. If you have one credited seasons for salary, that number is 780,000. Next year, for zero credit seasons, that number goes from 660 to 705. So it does go up every year. But it's important for a player on a league minimum deal maybe it's a late round draft pick, maybe it's an undrafted free agent they will have language in their contract that states your minimum salary is tied to. The number of credited seasons you have for salary. So let, let me give you an example. Undrafted guy gets picked up by a team. He's set to make the league minimum this year, 660000 He gets hurt the last week of preseason and spends the entire 2021 season on injured reserve. If his contract states that he's tied to the league minimum, for credited seasons, instead of making $825,000 in 2022, he will make 705000 which is the amount for credited seasons with zero seasons. So he does not get a credited season because he spent the entire year on injured reserve. He didn't play three games on the active or inactive list. So he does not make that jump. So he, instead of having one season, he stays at zero. So his, st- his salary will still go up, just not as much as it otherwise would have had he been on the active or inactive list. So, you know, for most guys, this probably isn't extremely important, at least not on their rookie deals. Um, but it does become important as they become veterans, because if I receive the veteran minimum, the veteran minimum is going to be tied to the number of credited seasons I have for salary. So if you have a guy who's constantly on IR, you know, it may be hard for them to get a contract anyway, but it's also going to be tied to their number of credited seasons on where they may sign and what the corresponding league minimum will be. So the big difference between credited seasons for salary and a credited season for benefits is that for benefits, injured reserve counts for salary it does not. Okay. So those are the big differences. Um, maybe that's where the confusion came in for Cam Akers. Again, Cam was a second round draft pick, so I don't believe his salary is going to be tied to, you know, credited seasons in year three um, next year. You know, if it is, I guess he's going to make it because he's going to be active for the last three games. Maybe that's what they were trying to say. Um, but it really has nothing to do with his pension. So that is credited seasons. Somewhat related is the concept of accrued seasons. Accrued seasons are important in the context of free agency. Specifically, when do you become a veteran? And it's important to become a quote unquote veteran because then you reach free agency and you're free to sign wherever and for however much you would like. So the definition here in a crude season is a season during which a player has been on full pay status for six or more regular season games. So we're going from three games to six games. So what does full pay status mean? Active, inactive, Injured reserve list or physically unable to perform due to a football-related injury. So if we look at Cam Akers again, let's assume he did not return this year. He still would have had an accrued season because he spent the entire year on injured reserve. So he would still have his accrued season, which is important because a player with four or more accrued season becomes an unrestricted free agent once his contract expires. So they pick the number four, all drafted players receive a four-year contract. So assuming that your average four-year player or your average drafted rookie plays all four years, is on one of these lists, at the end of that four-year contract, they will be an unrestricted free agent. The exception, obviously, is first-round draft picks who may have a fifth-year option picked up, their contract obviously goes to that fifth-year, but otherwise every other player drafted becomes a free agent. So as a player, you want to get to free agency, so you want these accrued seasons. If you are on the PUP list due to a non-football injury, practice squad, the exempt commissioner list, that does not count towards your six games. So you need to be active, inactive, IR, or pupless due to a football injury for six or more regular season games, so that you can get your accrued season. A player with three accrued seasons, when his contract expires, become it becomes a restricted free agent. Um, assuming his club makes the appropriate qualifying offer. So, um, I'm going to do a whole podcast on restricted free agents, how the tenders are calculated. There's some math that goes into it, but essentially when you are a restricted free agent, the club will make a tender offer. You're free to take that offer and shop it out to see if you can do better. However, most clubs aren't going to offer you something more because they're likely going to have to be, um, they're going to have to um, give up some draft capital in order to sign you. So uh, Robert Tunyon of the Packers is an example that comes to mind. He signed his restricted free agency tender this offseason. Um, I believe, I'm going off memory here, I believe it was a um, a tender with a second-round draft pick tied to it. So if someone would have offered him something more than what the Packers offered and the Packers decided not to match that offer... The team who dra- who picked up Tunyon would have not only had to pay Tunyon, they would have had to give the Green Bay Packers a second-round draft pick. So most teams are not willing to do that. It doesn't really matter who the player is; they don't feel like giving up those draft picks. Um, so, you know, Tunyon came back to Green Bay on that tender offer. A player with less than three accrued seasons is an exclusive rights player assuming his club makes the appropriate tender. So that gives the clubs all the control. As long as they make a minimum qualifying offer, that player can only negotiate or re-sign. There's really not much to negotiate. That player can only re-sign with that club. So, <clears throat> you know, an undrafted guy who bounces around, maybe he's on a couple practice squads, he signs with a team and has a breakout year, well, he's only got one accrued season. So... He's going to be tied to that team for the next couple of years. Years one and years two, he's going to be making minimum dollars. Year three, with that third accrued season, he'll bump up a little bit. But it's not until that fourth accrued season can that player reach free agency. So um, teams have a lot of control. This used to be a much bigger deal. But now all drafted rookie contracts are four years. So really, for the restricted free agents, and, um, exclusive rights, free agents, (coughs) it really is only going to be for the most part undrafted guys. Now you could have a drafted guy that gets cut. Um, but for the most part, it's going to be undrafted free agents. So (coughs) that is the big differences between accrued seasons and then credited seasons. And then once you get into credited seasons, there's two different categories, credited season for salary and then credited season for benefits. It's a little bit messy, but it's an extremely important to know, especially if you want to take the NFLPA exam. Um, they will stress this very hard. It's very important to know. It's very important to your clients. Um, so study it. Take it seriously. Um, and again, I, I don't know where the Cam Akers stuff came from, but I wanted to address it because it was incorrect. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give me a share. Uh, Otherwise, if you want more content like this, please follow me on Twitter at Impact Sports Management, on Instagram at Impact Sports underscore football, and then at Substack if you just search Impact Sports Management. uh, There's my daily newsletter. I do know that I've been a little bit quiet on Substack since Christmas. I do plan on picking that back up. After the first of the year, so look for that. Um, Also, my wife is due, if everything goes to schedule, with our second child on January 7th. So, life might get a little bit chaotic for me in the coming weeks. I do promise to continue to do this as much as I can. Um, I will provide updates, Um, but if I'm gone for a day or two, that's probably why. So, uh, thanks again for listening. Again, if you enjoyed the show, Please share it. Hope you found this insightful. Give you a little peek behind the scenes on what's going on with some of these contracts and how the CBA works. And again, hope you enjoyed it. Give me a follow. And I will talk to all of you this weekend back with Mike Corwin as we dive into the NFC East. Thanks again. Bye.